0: Welcome to our podcast. My name is Kaya. I have the article, Dystopian Cybernetic Environment in Kurt Vonnegut's Slaughterhouse-Five, and basically it talks about the cybernetic system that creates a dystopian society and reduces human beings into obedient robots and machines.
1: Um, I'm Ariana. I had the article, All This Happened More or Less, Making Sense of the War Experience Through Humor in Slaughterhouse-Five and The Siren of Titan by Rosemary Gallagher, which is basically about how Kurt Vonnegut wrote Slaughterhouse-Five using humor and allegory as a way to um, kind of portray like his own war experience through like Billy Pilgrim's character um and like ironically make it seem as though Billy Pilgrim was a whole different person but in reality it was just a character of Vonnegut's own
2: experience and
1: like psyche
2: um, my name is Katie Barry. Um, I had the article "Diagnosing Billy Pilgrim: A Psychiatric Approach to Kurt Vonnegut's Slaughterhouse-Bide," five, five by Suzanne V. Gulani, and mine was pretty much about how Suzanne um, kind of broke down like the words that he was saying and like the experiences he was having to give him. A mental disorder which two of hers were either schizophrenia or post-traumatic stress disorder and yeah
0: okay all right so our driving question today is who is billy pilgrim really so we're going to touch on the subjects of billy pilgrim physically psychologically and metaphorically so physically we all know he's a scrawny guy doesn't really seem like the war type
1: yeah definitely not your very typical soldier which i feel is pretty much given by the book so that's not really a whole
0: and he's a prisoner of war american prisoner of war, yeah so
2: so that's who he is and for billy's mental aspect of the novel um he had a lot of um, traits of schizophrenia and post-traumatic stress disorder. He was constantly having flashbacks. And um, when he was on trial Flamador, he he was showing signs of schizophrenia because when you have schizophrenia, you have um, hallucinations and pretty much like you're going crazy. And he has a lot of them. and
0: Yeah that's a good point because in the book it does talk about where the scene where his daughter Barbara is like basically like dad you're going crazy like you're doing too much. So. Yeah and
1: even in like my article it's um, like the author basically makes the point that all of those time traveling becoming unstuck in time simply could have been hallucinations that like like vonnegut's what is probably like going through because i feel like when you're a prisoner of war you kind of just try to distract yourself from like everything going on so the author was trying to highlight that by saying him becoming unstuck on time and like getting abducted by aliens and moving throughout like periods of his life could have just been um like katie said like hallucinations or even schizophrenic episodes of like him just trying to detach himself from his situation
2: yeah and then like on the PTSD like aspect like he's constantly remembering like horrible times like when he was going through a bunch of stress and traumatic times like such as when he was going into the YMCA with his dad and he was just really scared and get it like to be thrown into the deep end and like drowning pretty much and so And then, like, having flashbacks to, like, the bombing. Like, no one can, like, recover from that fully. So I think this is correct, saying that he did have somewhat of a PTSD. And
0: Yeah, um, I also agree with that. That was a really good article because I remember in the book where it was talking about uh, Billy attending his daughter's wedding. And he, like, had, like, an episode, kind of, like, a panic attack when the barbershop quartet had did their little song. And it kind of just, like, brought him back to, the like, the bad memories.
2: Exactly.
1: Yeah, so I
0: definitely feel like
1: he... The possibility of him just having schizophrenia or even being, like, an image of schizophrenic episodes or tendencies is definitely possible and valid just based on everything that happens in the book it doesn't really like if you're gonna look at it from the perspective of a normal novel it doesn't make any sense of the way vonnegut wrote it so it would make sense the way um the critics are like saying it's more of a schizophrenic episode rather than him physically becoming unstuck from time and time traveling
0: Exactly. Uh, Yeah. And it kind of like bleeds into my article by like how basically war makes humans into robots, machines, like, oh, we got to go fight for the other side and all that. So I feel like um, my article is pretty much correct when it talks about reducing the human beings into being obedient like oh you gotta go fight for your country you know when you turn 18 you have to sign in to go to the war well men do so
2: is it like uh kind of like a um they're turning them into like robots because like they're having to go through all of this stress and like they're not chosen like or they're not choosing to like go through ptsd and all of this
0: yeah so it's like Basically, um, I feel like Vonnegut's trying to, like, express, like, okay, they're basically only kids, like how Mary O'Hare was in the story. Like, oh, they're just children. Like, he's basically trying to emphasize on that and saying how war by the way it is because it really turns humans into you know robots and machines
1: and, and like has, the even in the book it says like they're just it alludes to the fact that they're more like cogs or like bits and pieces of a machine so like the entire war itself not just the american american side of it or like the german side both sides all sides are one machine and everyone's just a pawn in that game kind of
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. some deep stuff yeah, and I think um, our interviewee has this kind of like a similar topic to mine, where it talks about time being spastic. Yeah. So, to touch on that, my article did say a lot about time and how, um, like time machine, how it was kind of like related to that, how he was going to be unstuck in time multiple times throughout the story. Mm-hmm. And basically, um, the whole cybernetic thing, I'll go into detail about what that is exactly. I know that's not a familiar word. So, cybernetic is basically the science of communications and automatic control systems in both machines and living things. So, living things being humans. So... My article basically noted a lot of other critics within its argument uh, of, of time time and how war machines and time machines play into Slaughterhouse Five.
2: Um another thing, like going into the metaphorical aspect of um like who is Billy, it also says like in my article, that it's pretty much a psycho-analytic... An- yeah. psycho-analyzing Kurt Vonnegut and how he's putting himself, like, as Billy Pilgrim. And, like, that he might have had these episodes, like, not just Billy.
1: Yeah, so basically, that's a 100% all my article was about. Um It was more like Kurt Vonnegut used Billy Pilgrim as a way to put like himself in the story without actually putting himself in the story and making it obvious. Um, but he did it in ways that mm-hmm. were more like ironically mocking the idea
2: of mm-hmm.
1: the war itself as a way to like challenge the idea that war was necessary. So my author specifically says that he uses it to Mock the idea that just dis- that destruction and war is needed to birth peace. So Vonnegut was using Be- Billy Pilgrim as a metaphor of something like lost or destroyed as a way to preserve peace in a way, but really they're just doing more destruction than peacekeeping. And then the author also says, like, Kurt Vonnegut inserts himself by knowing how obviously knowing how the war ends because he lived through it and it was his story in a sense but he still continues this whole will I live will I live dialogue with Billy Pilgrim like flashing back to the war he's like oh will I live will I like die here I want to die here and whatever but Kurt Vonnegut knew obviously he himself lived so as a way of putting more irony on this like idea of people just mentally and physically being destroyed and, like, not being able to cope or understand, like, if they're not going to live or if they will live, it was a way to mock that. That's what people felt like was
2: needed to keep peace. So, like, he's trying to make, like, sense of the war in a way?
1: Yeah. So, he's, like, he's trying to do it in a humorous way, but once you look past that humor, you kind of realize, like, what he is unintentionally intentionally saying like reading between the lines you see that he's saying it's not an actual like it doesn't work when you fight and kill or destroy to maintain peace it just creates
2: more destruction yeah like you're destroying yourself as you're destroying them kind of thing yeah exactly
0: yeah i kind of i like how you put that in there the whole um how he like, Billy knows, like, when he's going to die and how he dies and all that. But Vonnegut is actually still alive. What well, was still alive. But um, But, yeah, on that whole subject of war, Vonnegut really sees that war is a controlling system that turns individuals mm-hmm. into machines who have, like, no power to decide mm-hmm. their destiny. So, that being said, like, when you're going out to war, you don't know if you're coming yeah. back. So i guess basically trying to emphasize on that point just to
1: do a quick wrap up of what we pretty much answered for who is billy pilgrim really um we said physically he's obviously very scrawny and um not your very stereotypical war veteran war soldier um psychologically he's Mentally unstable and like has all the signs of having schizophrenic episodes or PTSD, and then metaphorically, he's meant to represent Kurt Vonnegut's himself and how it and how the war actually affected Kurt Vonnegut. But he uses Billy Pilgrim's character in more of a humorous and allegorical way to bring, um kind of the sense of what the war does to people and how the destruction of war really can affect a person's mental stability um so yeah that's our podcast